and welcome back to the HR Grapevine podcast. This is a special edition of the podcast and part of a series we are bringing to you in partnership with Black Hawk Network. Experts in branded payment solutions, offering and providing physical gift cards, e-cards, e-gifts, and a choice in customer rewards. You might recognize my voice again. I'm Dan Cave, Head of Content at Executive Grapevine Digital Media, and it is a pleasure to be joined once more by Michael Harper, Senior Account Director at Blackhawk Network, to pick his brains on the current recruitment and resignation issue that is making headlines everywhere. That is the great resignation. And we're going to have a little chat about how employers might use some different techniques in order to stop a large majority of their staff leaving. Before we get kick-started, Michael, be nice to know how you're doing. So how are you, mate? Very good. Christmas is uh, nearly here, isn't it? So very busy at work and just seeing it through to Christmas now. How are you doing then? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. And it, it's it's nice to know that you are seeing it through to Christmas because actually we're in a moment where a lot of workers are saying, no, I'm not going to see my current all through to Christmas. Actually, there's other opportunities out there. What I'm, of course, talking about is the great resignation, which has been talked about which I guess is the worldwide phenomena of lots of employees deciding that they want to quit their jobs because there's other opportunities out there they perceive. In fact, you know, partly they could be right. The last stats that we have on the employment market in the UK is that there are 1.1 million active vacancies in the UK right now, which is a 20-year year high, which suggests that people have quit those roles and employees are really struggling to get people into them again. It's not just in the UK. Earlier this year in America, in April, over 4 million people quit their job in one month. And it's led one employer to say, for every two people I'm hiring, I'm having one quitting. Of course, there's a lot of reasons for this. You know, we've got some industries in the UK where there's some genuine labour shortages. We've got a backlog from lockdowns and pandemic, you know, when the employment landscape looked a little sketchy. So people that maybe wanted to quit a year ago held off a bit and it's kind of all happening around about now. You've got people having, you know, reflections on what they want from life and deciding that, you know, their current job role wasn't it. Couple that with rising wages, a change in the employee-employee dynamic, burnout, maybe a slight dislike of their current employment culture and they want to go elsewhere and are feeling emboldened. All of this is kind of like meshed together to create or drive this great resignation. So that's, you know, the state of play as it is at the end of 2021. I guess what we might be asking or some employees might be thinking of right now is, is this going to continue into 2022 as we hit January? If you cast our eyes back to pre the pandemic, this was the typical time that a lot of movement in the in the job market happened a lot of employers who were probably you know actively recruiting but also slightly worried that they might start to lose some people as well it looks like that might happen actually there was a recruiter that, that spoke to wide magazine recently and he reckons that actually we are going to see a high rate of job movement in january again you know couple everything i've just said about the great nesedration with 
post-holiday season, people feeling a bit more refreshed, able to look for jobs. They get that new year, new me feeling, so start to look for different roles. Budgets become available for hiring. So it all, again, comes together to, to create this like very active job market for HR and employers. That might be another worry because they're think, oh my God, I've just got through this really difficult three, four month moment where people seem to be leaving all the time. I was trying to stop them leaving. And it's starting all over again in January. When will this end? So, Michael, I guess I kind of want to ask you, are there things that employers can be doing to stop their employees leaving or, or bring down that high attrition rate or maybe not just become another statistic in this great resignation moment? Completely agree with what you said. I think it's just the time of year. I think people stop for Christmas. And, you know, they really think, do I want to go back for another year, another slog of what I've just been doing? I feel now, now more than ever, it's it's probably easier to get alienated with your work, especially if you have like a hybrid role or you're just working from home. The lack of face-to-face interaction, a lot of communication gets lost over like a Teams message or an email. So I do think it, it, it's the danger is relationships can break down quicker with this. So in terms of kind of how to avoid that, try and involve everyone, whether that's involving the day-to-day meetings, involving different people in different projects, give them a sense of responsibility because the last thing you want, and I previous, I used to work in recruitment, is someone leaving and then the employer scrambling around trying to keep one of their best employers because they've realized they haven't really recognized them or, or, gave, them, or gave them a reward in the last year. So now they're providing a counter offer. And counter offers never never go down too well. So I'd say completely avoid that. And you're right. I mean, like I just touched on there, 80% of people who leave their jobs cite a lack of appreciation in their working. And I was doing some research on this topic before before we came on. And according to a Microsoft survey, you know, 38% of people are considering quitting their job in the next six months. And I couldn't believe 38%. I mean, it's a staggering, it's a staggering stat, really. And, and on that survey, it continues, you know, performance and recognition programs tend to only touch the top 10 to 15 percent in any group. So your high, high achievers, your, your high earners. But really, if you think about it, a company's built on a lot of adequate workers. I think that's the best way to describe, you know, someone who, who reads their job spec, who delivers their job spec, but is not really interested to go above and beyond. And that, that's totally fine. They've got other interests in lives. They may have a family. They, they may just be happy in, in the job that they've been doing. So this leaves a big, big gap. So you're looking at the 10 to 15% of top workers are getting rewarded. So that leaves a big kind of 50, 60% of people who are just doing their daily job, but who are not really getting recognized. And like I said, I think that leads to a bit of dissatisfaction. It can get alienated quickly. And now, if you have a bad day at work, it's within five minutes of finishing. You could have gone to any job site and applied for a job within five minutes. So it's very easy now to um, to, to look for other jobs. So I would, for, for employers, you, you'd be looking at, again, I'll keep touching on it, listening often, rewarding their rewarding their achievements whether that's monthly every quarter just making making them feel like they are they're part of the company and part of the team yeah again it seems to be you've got to be a bit more strategic about this as an employer you can't just do that last minute oh i think so and so might leave or so and so has handed in their notice therefore i've got to you know like you said offer them a counter offer it's got to be up front hasn't it it's got to be all the time if we think about 
what it is that they want though what are the kind of things that you're seeing that you think actually it would encourage employees to stay or at least employees to think this is an employer that appreciates me treats me well and is being proactive about building a great culture that I want to I want to work in I think providing providing opportunity within the team like like I said um, if we touch back onto um, I don't like calling them but the, the adequate worker they might just be happy do, doing their job but really just to try and give, give them an opportunity to go on to that next level um, just give them opportunity take a phased approach on that as well and and also appreciation days um, I'm talking from my own experience at Blackhawk now as well we're, we're the, the, the rewards like I said little and often but we have appreciation days where you, teams get a day off they can either spend that you know alone doing their own thing or they can spend it within the team go, go, going on a day out and you can use that through kind of our MV experience gifts which is a, a gift which they can they can go out on a day out so like an afternoon tea a track day a team building day so to, to make them feel part of the company but also to to recognize them often I like your point there about because the working landscape has changed, therefore the things that are going to convince your employees that you do have a good culture or it is a good work environment, they'll have changed too. I, I was looking at some people who were speaking about this topic before the podcast and they were saying, you know, the the kind of like Shoreditch or Silicon Valley style perks and rewards maybe of like, the past 10 years of, oh, we've got a slide that goes from the third floor to the first floor or like a a ping pong table or something like that, or we're going to do this really wacky in-office thing. That's kind of like gone and people don't see that as something they want anymore. It's actually focused on building, like you said, experiences and shared memories with colleagues and doing things that you actually really, really want. And your employer has either reached out to you and asked about whether you want always actually thinking about the type of company that you are is that is that something that you're seeing as well yeah and that and that reflects this like the statistics as well kind of 78 percent according to a blackhawk survey 78 percent are more likely to trust managers who foster recognition and provide opportunity and 60 percent of employees say being recognized gives them a sense of belonging and kind of going back to that great resignation i think we're looking at now we're now we're kind of in a completely different working landscape in terms of you know flexible hybrid working employers are looking at different things rather than just that monetary based value we're looking at you know monetary based value um the reward and recognition does the is the reward and recognition kind of a flexible package and what i mean by that does it can it reflect their interests and hobbies and also holiday entitlement, I think, is a big one as well going forward. So rather, I think five, 10 years ago, majority of the companies probably offered the minimum day's holiday. Now, I think we're looking at a slightly different. I think they're giving employees a chance to buy holiday. And I think this all ties in with the employee well-being. Employee well-being is massive to provide, for an employer to provide the work-life balance. For me, work-life balance is the most important thing. Yeah, I mean, that, again dovetails with everything that people are saying in the kind of like HR and business commentary space right now that there's an increased move towards the importance that work-life balance has on like the hierarchy of things that employees want. Would you say then that rewards or perks or the things that employers are able to offer their workforce, would you say that it's things that kind of like 
provide better work-life balance or better well-being is it going to be the most effective at stopping resignations or is that is that part of like a wider package of things i think it's a bit of both the wider package i mean employee benefits whatever they are they should have a positive impact on mental well-being whether that's a chocolate bar on on the employee's desk when they get in in the morning or if it's a choice voucher i mean i think cash bonuses they're great because they go straight into the bank balance but i think they often get lost on paying the bills paying for petrol when you can go out with your gift voucher and you can go into I don't know, let's just say, let's just say Curry's or Curry's a PC world. You can go and buy kind of some headphones or, or put it towards a new laptop. With that laptop, you can think, my work helped me buy this laptop. Rather than these cash bonus getting lost in the bills and petrol, I think, and that just will improve your employer well-being uh, and, and, your, and your likelihood to stay with your employer thinking, you know, this employer helps me get the stuff I actually really want. Um, and that's all about providing rewards with a choice. Yeah. Have you seen any examples from, I don't know, from the clients that you work with or the the wider marketplace of, you know, an employee really understanding that their employees need choice or really understanding what their employees want and it working for them? Yeah, I I have. I mean, the choices we have, we can give over. um, So with our Hawk Select, we provide a code which is on the customized e-voucher and this code will go straight to the recipient and they can and they can redeem their their voucher at a retailer that suits them and this can be a travel card so this can be it put towards their summer holiday um this can be a restaurant card this can be taking their family or friends out um i've touched on a previous podcast that one of our highest um redemptions is, ne- is for the national trust and again this just goes about the employee well-being side being, being out in the open air um and, and every, everyone has different i mean myself you down we have different interests different hobbies that we'd like to do to provide and choice it just really in a nice way it takes the headache away from the employer thinking what will x y and z like this month or for, for christmas but you know take them take that headache away give that give that headache to the employee and say here you go choose what reward you want and go and enjoy yourself yeah again it, it seems to come back to that same point which we've talked about on on the previous podcast as well it's that choice and personalization you know wrapped up in an increasing appreciation that there has to be a work-life balance that you do have a responsibility as an employer for your workforce's well-being and if you don't deliver on these points you know as shown by those massive stats you know wrapped up within the great resignation they're likely to to look elsewhere now we're seeing that everywhere in the market so Michael, thank you so much for appearing on yet another podcast with us. It's always a pleasure to pick your brains on these big ticket issues that HR are contending with. For our audience, for more in the Blackhawk Network and HR Grapevine series, you can go to hrgrapevine.com and look at all episodes there, or you can look at some of our other editorial products and podcasts too. Thank you.